to the Better Bodies Podcast. My name's Bria Wanamaker, and I'm your host. I'm a personal trainer and a therapist, and I'm also working on healing my relationship with fitness, food, and body image, and I'm so happy that you're here on this journey to do the same. You're going to hear from guest experts and women just like you and me who share their expertise and life experiences in order to help us find balance, ease, and joy in our lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies Podcast. I'm excited to bring you this interview with my good friend, Maggie. So a little while ago, I was on her podcast. It's called The Power Within Her. And she is so peppy and sweet and grounded and funny and down to earth and present and connected. So when we were chatting, I was like, okay, after we finished, I was like, you need to come back and be on mine because I just, I really really liked talking with her and I think that you'll get a lot um, out of this interview. So a little bit about Maggie. She is not only a professor and not only does she have her own podcast, but she's also a writer. And so she's launching a book that's all about journaling and you know how to get into it if it's something you've never tried before, but you're interested in or um, like tips, tricks, prompts for Um, how to dive deeper into your journaling if it's something you already do. And we talk a little bit about it in the podcast um, today as well. Uh, She also says like, if it's not for you, like don't do it. There are other ways of feeling connected to yourself and and inventing and getting those feelings out. Um, But yeah, I love this. So definitely go follow Maggie. I'll link everything in the show notes. Check out her website. Check out her book when it's out. And I'm really excited for you to hear this interview. We talk all about fitness and setting goals and balancing a busy lifestyle. So let's dive in. Well, welcome to the Better Bodies podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you and that we get to connect again. Yeah, I'm so excited as well. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So first thing I ask everyone that comes on the show is what is your favorite way to fuel up or to recharge? Ooh, I love this question. So it depends on how depleted I am, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Like yeah. So if I'm feeling real depleted, I love to just watch a ton of Netflix. <laughs> um, but normally I just love to just like relax in bed and read. Yeah. And that's so, it's always interesting to me when people say like read in bed, cause that puts me right to sleep. <laughs> and so like, how long can you do that before? before you like fall asleep or yeah could you read for hours like what's it like for you oh I could do everything in bed I <laughs> love to <laughs> that sounds bad I love to read in bed I love to write in bed I you know the whole the whole nine yards like yeah I I love just lounging in bed it's like my favorite thing ever Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I know a few people like that. And I'm like, I literally can't. And I'm jealous because that sounds extremely relaxing. I do enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So give the audience some background on you. What's your relationship with food, fitness, and body image been like over the years? Yeah. Wow. That's a loaded question, (laughs) but I I love it. Yeah. So um, just a quick background on me. My name's Megan. I'm a 
writer, podcaster, professor, and I live in Iowa. I'm from Minnesota, but currently live in Iowa. And my relationship with food in the past and working out and all that stuff has been a long and complicated and bumpy road, (laughs) honestly, like it's, you know, gone everywhere. And I've, you know, done the full gamut of just like eating everything to eating practically nothing to, you know, working out all the time to working out never, (laughs) you know, so I've been, I've been all over the board, but you know, slowly kind of trying to find my way, my way back. That's so wild that you say you've done like the flip-flop, like the black or white thinking, like extremes on both ends, because Mm -hmm. I think that's something that so many people can relate to. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like what's a time that really stands out to you when you were like not eating enough or you were eating too much. It didn't make you feel comfortable or vice versa. Like what were the extremes like? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I was in high school, I, so I was an athlete, I was a swimmer. And so I did some running, but mostly my sport was swimming. And I, I like, even before that, (laughs) I'm like a tall, big person, right? You think about like fifth grade band where you had to wear the black pants and you had to wear the white blouse. I could never find a blouse that would fit me. Like Mm. I was always like busting out because my shoulders, like nobody else can see me making this motion (laughs) right now. But like, I was always busting out of these blouses for, for girls, like because they just did not fit my shoulders. And so I always had that thing in the back of my head where I've always been the tall, big girl. So it's like, I've always wanted to shrink myself and be smaller than what I am, you know? And so that's always been kind of a thing in the back of my mind. And then, you know, in, in high school, I was a swimmer. And so I just had it in my head that the less I could eat, you know, the less I ate, the less, the fewer calories I took in the, better I could be and look in my swimsuit because <laughs> it's one of those sports where like, you know, your body's very much so on yeah. display. And I was like, you know, I would skip breakfast and then I would skip lunch and I would eat a snack right before practice. And then just like at the end of the day, just like inhale all the food, like Kirby, the Kirby's that would suck up all the food, you know, in a yeah. video game because I literally had no food all in all day. So that was, you know, pretty bad. <laughs> right. Um, but then I went to college and I, I learned, you know, and it seems silly to say that I learned, but it was like, you can't perform well in athletics in life. If you don't eat, dude, that doesn't um, seem silly. I just learned that this year. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Right. But yeah, it's just like, you can't get anywhere through starvation and through not fueling your body and not doing it properly. So in college, I started to learn that lesson and I had the best swim season like of my life. And for the first time I wasn't trying to not eat. I was just living. I was just, you know, you know, thriving, eating what I want, like what I wanted to basically, um, and not worrying about, um, restricting or anything like that. Right. And so then eventually I had quit swimming and my eating habits stayed the same. Right. Which I'm sure that somebody listening in can connect to that where I was just like gained a whole bunch of weight, you know, and then was on a weight loss yo-yo diet up and down and all around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know, eventually like, like when I say everything was a yo-yo, like it literally is like, you know, all over the place where, so it was a season of 
feeling really good, feeling really stable. And then going back into like deprivation, then coming back up into like, you know, eating too much. So yeah, it's just kind of always been sort of that way up, up and down. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And it's really interesting to hear it from, um, an athlete's perspective and just like fueling yourself for sport. And then when you're finished sport, like, well, and now I'm an adult and I don't have this organized, like recreational outlet and Mm -hmm. it just, things change. And that, I think that happens for a lot of people. So I'm glad you shared that and I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So to now, so last time we chatted, um, for your podcast, you had said you and your partner are prepping for some pretty badass 22, (laughs) 2022 fitness goals. Um, so can you talk a bit about that and how, like, how has that helped you come like full circle? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I have never approached the hiking that we want to do in summer of 2022 with this sort of way and mindset working out to me has always been just like beat yourself into the ground (laughs) and don't enjoy it. Like you have to do it for weight loss. You have to do it to get, to get fit. Like it's never been this thing that's fun. Right. And you need to be sweaty after. And yeah, (laughs) exactly. You need to be sweaty. You need to be sore, sore F like all the stuff. Right. Um, and so, you know, like I'm really trying to, to avoid that extremity again, you know, because that's been the definer of my relationship with food and exercise. Like I've spent very little time in the happy balanced medium, you know, of satisfaction and just feeling healthy and feeling really good about it. So I've decided that I'm really trying to like dip my toes into it and not work out because it's like, Oh, I, I have to, and put all this pressure on myself. It's like, I want to try and enjoy it. I want to dip my toes in where it's like, I know that I can't go for the crazy extreme workout straight out of the gate, <laughs> you know, and just trying to enjoy the process and trying to have fun along the way. And it is going a little bit slower than I expected <laughs> it to go, but I'm having a lot more fun this go around and there's not all that undue pressure I'm trying to put on myself. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. And then, <laughs> so has your goal changed at all for the hike? Um, a little bit, uh, in sort of, um, and not because I'm like, Ooh, I'm behind on the training schedule or anything like that. Um, but because I guess the, the hike that I talked to you about before was, um, Zion national park, um, angels landing. It's a really dangerous, you know, extreme elevation hike. It's not super long, but it is extreme. And I guess there were so many accidents last year because it is very like exposed that you have to put in for a lottery and you have to pay to be put in the lottery. And, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get it. And if you don't get it, like you don't get your money back. Oh my God. Um, so, you know, I was kind of like, eh, and it's, it's this, it's a very low number of people there admitting for that. So we're still trying to figure out if we want to put in for that lottery or not. We mm-hmm. do want to do other hikes in Zion national park, but then one of our other goals is, so it was the extremeness of angels landing that we wanted to tackle. But the other part of it, um, was like length. We want to go for way longer hikes and it doesn't matter what the train looks like. So that's kind of mm-hmm. a secondary, like not a secondary goal, but that was another focus 
So all the working out and all the, you know, trying to build all the muscle and feel good um, is not going to go to waste. It could never go to waste. So um, that was the other thing. And so it's in um, Glacier National Park uh, Mm -hmm. where all the grizzly bears reside. I always get super nervous when I I go over there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. That's a whole other conversation. But um, I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's, It's it's the craziest thing because I am always excited when I'm there and I'm happy, but I'm scared shitless at the same time. <laughs> so it's like, woo, we get to have both scared and excited at the same time. Adrenaline um, pumping. Yeah, exactly. So there's this trail there called the Highline Trail. And I think if you hike all the way to like Grinnell Glacier and up, down and all around in this like chateau and all this different stuff, it's like 22 miles. And I don't want to do that in one go, but I do want to hike like, you know, 12 miles of it. So, I mean, and that requires, you know, endurance and you have your backpack and you have all this stuff and you have to be vigilant because of the bears and, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. So we want to go for a longer, um, longer hikes, like those 10, 12, 15 mile hikes. So, yeah. So great. I love it. And that's neat for people to hear because I don't think a lot of people, are still on board with like setting fitness goals like that, um, Mm -hmm. where it's like in the distant future or like near future, whatever it is, or if it's a big outing or setting goals with somebody else. I don't think that people like, we still have that mindset of I'm setting goals for weight loss. Um, or, you know, it's something around, I'm going to beat myself into the ground so that I can achieve this. But yours Mm -hmm. is like, no, here are all the things that I need. I need this endurance. I need this strength in my legs, um, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And so I love that. It's cool. Goal setting. Thank you. (laughs) It's it's completely new to me. That has never, ever been my motive. And I am just kind of like, I just don't want that to be the focus anymore because whenever I focus on this idea of weight loss, it always sucks the fun out of it. And I can't help, but to get obsessed with the loss and it sucks the fun right out. It makes me too obsessed. I get too into what doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter that I needed a different focus. Oh, so good. Um, (laughs) Talk a little bit about um, your work. How are you balancing all of this? Like those goals, your professor, podcaster, writer, like the whole shebang, you're doing everything. You're literally yeah. doing everything. Uh, we, we just like need to get you a reality TV show or something. Um, and then you'll be like completely well-rounded. But um, right. <laughs> So how do you balance this and like also show up with a big smile on your face and just have such great energy? Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> January was a little bit rough, but here's the thing. So I, so I went from a season of, let me see here. How do, let's back up. <laughs> so that's how I, I talk. I, I talk and think as a professor where we're like, start. And then we're like, wait, no, got to redirect. So, okay. <laughs> I want to take you back to March, like 2020. Right. So that is when I was working out consistently every single day because we were all locked up in our houses. Right. It was the thing that was keeping me sane. It was part of my day where I re- would, would read for fun. And then I would do my workout and, you know, get ready. And then we'd drink wine. Right. <laughs> Like that was, you know, (laughs) that was the routine. Right. And so I was working out consistently then, but I really got burnt out on hit, like doing hit workouts at home training, stuff like that. I really got burnt out on it Mm. because I was doing it all the time. And so then I just kind of quit doing that. And all I wanted to do from, you know, like the summer of 2020 
through till, you know, now, <laughs> honestly, is all I would want to do is just walk, go for walks. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to touch a weight. I didn't want to look at a weight. Yeah. I was like, you know, none of that. I did just none of it. I did not want anything to do with any of it. And then, but I know that in order to do the extreme hiking, I want to be able to do walking's not enough. Like I need to lift some weights. I need to, um, work on my core even more, work on more endurance and stuff like that. And so I know that that's good for me health wise, just in general, but it's also going to help me get closer to my goal of being able to hike. And so that brings us back to the present. (laughs) So January was the first time that I had touched a weight in a long time, like a very long time. And I set a goal of doing 15 non-walking related workouts. I had to make that specific because if you say workout every day, I got, I got it covered with all the walking I love to do. Right. But, um, so yeah, so I set that goal, 15 non-walking workouts and I did six. That's like a month six in the month. Yeah. So I tried to do 15, but I only got to six. And at first I was really disappointed and really like angry at myself. I'm like, Oh, that's Mm. so lame. Like you were, you couldn't even do half. Like that's like just below half. Right. But then when I thought about it, I was like, that's six more than you've done in like two years. Yeah, Like that's a freaking win. Right. And so I was really proud of myself for that. Um, and this is a long winded answer okay. <laughs> about balance, but hmm. it's hard. Like it's really difficult to, to balance it. And sometimes I don't make it as much of a priority as I want to, but I'm still moving. I'm running my dog around hmm. the yard. I go for a walk when it's really nice and the snow's melted in Iowa. Right. Or, you know, I run with my dog all throughout the house. Like I clean, I really make sure to, you know, exaggerate my squatting movements when I clean my <laughs> house. Like, up on the base. Yeah, floor, exactly. Like really. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's not always easy to balance it all, but I've really sometimes had to check my priorities. Like there was a time this week earlier where my husband was like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk with me? And I was like, no, no, I need to like work on the index, the references for my book. And he left and I kept working on it. And I was like, I'm not making my health a priority. Like the index can wait. It does not have to be done right now. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of trying to catch myself too of saying what needs to be an actual priority right now and what doesn't because I will, right. I will choose everything else. (laughs) I will choose everything else, even things that don't serve me over the working out. So it's really me needing to push myself to choose the thing that's going to serve me and serve those goals in the long run, because I've been that person. I'm sure somebody listening in has been this person before too, where you're like, Oh, it's fine. I don't have to do that till July. And you're like, uh, (laughs) you know, it's still going to take time to do what you need to do. And you can't start two days before you go. So, um, that was a lot, but yeah, (laughs) no, I, that's such a good answer. And it's interesting. So I have had the opposite experience to you where, yeah, we're working out at one point was my only focus. And so everything Mm. else I didn't know how to prioritize. And so that's shitty. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, um, that's shitty in itself too. So it is really about coming to that balance of, um, I think what the kicker was for me was figuring out what my actual like values are and where I Mm want to be, um, 
not just like right now, but like you said, I'm not prioritizing my health. Well, working out every, like is that being your sole focus also isn't prioritizing your health. So mm-hmm. that's such a good check-in for like, what would help me prioritize my health? Is it rest? Is it, is it getting this work done? So I'm not stressed later. Mm-hmm. Is it going out for a walk with my hubby? Like, yeah, that's, I love that question. It's a good reason. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's so true though, because about ba- like balance is so like balance, constantly striving for balance can sometimes make us feel like a failure, you know? And I think instead of just trying to balance it, it's just saying like, what do I need? What's the most important thing to do right at this moment, you know, is, has been really helping me, but also giving myself a little bit of tough love <laughs> every now and then where it's like, are you choosing this because you really need this right now? Or are you just being, you know? I don't know. I don't know if I want to use the L word of lazy, but you, you, you know what I mean? Just so, cross it out there. Yeah. Um, it it's yeah. And I, I don't believe anyone would ever want to actually be lazy, especially not you. I don't like, I don't think that I think <laughs> Thank it, you. that we like, we get stuck in our patterns and habits in what is comfortable for us and what we know. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're really good at reflecting and being like, hmm, versus <laughs> just like trucking on through this like pattern that we're used to. Yeah, I, I really try because sometimes I don't even realize where I'm like falling back into um, a bad pattern. You know, I mean, in the past, um, so my husband and I live in a town where there are no other restaurants, but there are like three pizza places. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's like, like, if you ever want to like go out to eat or you want like takeout, that's what oh, was available. Pizza. And, you know, it's always pizza. And one of the goals I also set in January, it was like, eat at home, do not eat pizza, you know, and I was actually able to 100% achieve that goal. And that felt really good too. So that's so neat. <laughs> it's like, it saves you guys from fighting because yes, you know you never, have to, you never have to uh, have a quarrel it about did. what to decide on. Um, exactly. And you <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you. What are you working on? What's new and exciting? And yeah, yeah how they can get more of you. Yeah. Well, this is super fun conversation. I adore you. Um, and it was just fun. So and I think that's why I have a big smile on my face today is just because like you're fun and you're fun to talk to. So oh, thanks. Man. That means a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Um, I am at Dr. Maggie Marie, and I actually just finished writing a book <laughs> um, and it's about journaling. It teaches women how to grow through using journaling. So if you are the type of woman who is like, you know, Hey, journaling is mysterious. I never know what to write. I censor myself when I write my book is tailor-made for you. So cool. That's amazing. And I know, um, I was talking with somebody else on the podcast about how we've gotten into all of this mindfulness practice and meditation and journaling and like more so sitting with our emotions, um, through the pandemic, just like we needed that to come back to basics because Mm -hmm. we were getting really far removed from ourselves, I think. So the pandemic has been a good reset for that. And I love that that's what your book is about because so many people Mm -hmm. are, you know, starting to journal or going to therapy and, and Mm -hmm. honestly don't know how or what to do or um, where to start. Or um, like, I know personally, I think I was turned off 
uh, from journaling for a while, I had like therapy as a child and I'm pretty sure, sure they like made you keep a journal. And I was <laughs> like, this is horrible. And it, it doesn't do anything for you unless you know mm-hmm. what the purpose is or what you're accessing. So as a child, it's like, this is homework. This is homework <laughs> to me. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah. I think that's so neat. Um, that you're going to share that with everybody. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it too. And I feel like there is lots of talk, you know, in the personal development space of, you know, people saying like, Oh, like you have to journal, you have to journal. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, like, I mean, if journaling is just something that you are just not interested in, or you have to force yourself to do it, don't do it. You know, (laughs) like it doesn't have to be for you. Oh, so good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, I had such a good time chatting with you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you took a screenshot of this episode, shared it with your girlfriends, your mom, your sister, your aunt, whoever you think needs to hear this. And also give the show a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on, because that helps other people find the show as well. So love you lots. I'm happy that you're here. And as always, fuel up my loves.